Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. I know somebody listening from work just feels like packing their bags and just going to church. Jonas Masotla, Pastor and Dad, Jonas Masotla, bringing us to 12 minutes after one. My family, great sounds of music here on Heart to Heart on a Wednesday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome to you. If you've just joined us, it is our happy time. Last week, we ended on such a high note. Last week, uh, you know, we con- this is my conclusion, right? Uh, that pride eats cash flow, okay, for breakfast. And uh, to join us for this conversation, looking at resource planning for our small businesses is Dr. Lucas Molloy. The champ is here. He says, I get up more times than I fall. I never give up. I win. And uh, speaker strategist certainly... Um, uh, your, uh, uh, your, the, one of the best uh, business coaches that I know, uh, I call him the solutions engineer uh, for your business. Do you get in touch? LucasMolloy.com is where you will find Dr. Lucas Molloy. Good afternoon to you, Doc, and uh, thank you for your time. Good afternoon. I, uh, uh, thank you for having me. And yeah, good afternoon to our listeners as well. Yeah. So, Pride, it's a uh, cash flow for breakfast. <laughs> 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 I couldn't get over Completely. that. <laughs> Completely. I couldn't get over that last week, Doc. I mean, what a revelation. What a revelation, you know? So thank you so much for that. Uh, we are still leaning into that. And today we're looking at uh, our, you know, resource planning for our uh, human capital. I mean, I call it labor. Labor is such a broad word. Maybe let me reduce it back to human capital because that's essentially what we, what we are interested in you know, in planning for in our small businesses. And Doc, I mean, what are some of the considerations when uh, planning for labor in our small businesses? So one of the biggest things when, when one is looking for labor, it, it's really the, the, the skill, you know. Um, I, I think uh, most of the time, especially when we speak about small business, um, entrepreneurs don't seem to be understanding the importance of taking skilled people in your business. And this we see where people just uh, would give jobs to family and friends. And, uh, um, you know, we're we thinking that um, as long as there is someone that is doing that, and especially if it's someone that I know, I you know, the money can stay um, at least in the circle, in the family, and then we move further and, and look at it. Uh, Things like uh, I want to pay a cheaper labor, um, you know. Um, so, so, so those things that we look at and we do that, we want to pay cheaper labor. We want to um, have people that uh, that we know. And, and, and I get people want to help those that are close to them, especially when they've started a business. But are those people skilled enough for what you wanting to provide to mm, your customers? Mm, mm, because mm. the issue of skills becomes very important. If, if, the, if the people that are giving services, that are producing the product for you, are not skilled, it means that the, the service, the product that you sell into your client, is going to become substandard. That is now going to move in, in, in losing customers and the very same people that you are trying to give employment to help and that will lose those jobs and you will close those. So skills become the number one thing when we are looking at, um, at people. The second thing is really willingness to learn. Mm. You know, I, I had always said every time that um, I, I, when I have to employ someone and I sit down in an interview, 
What is more important to me uh, uh, than experience is willingness. Mm. So, so I have, I have noticed plenty of times when people are experienced, they are not only experienced in good things, they're experienced in, in, in all the bad habits and everything and the great things and the horrible things. Mm. So, so, so every time you employ someone in there, they have already learned how to bypass things, how to, you know, so, so experience is not always great, but willingness is a beautiful thing because mm. if you get people that are willing to learn, that are prepared, willing to work harder, willing to work longer hours, willing that willingness becomes key mm. when you're taking stuff for a business that is growing. So you need that willingness. So look at the people that are willing. Look at the people that are, are prepared to give their all. all right. so, so those become the, 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 the most best things when you are looking at this. Yeah. But however, also what you need to consider is fairness. So when you go into business and you get people in, the human capital in to come help the business and that, be fair to people. Mm. Businesses that are fair, businesses that are honest, businesses that have a heart tend to really succeed. So be fair to people, have a heart, you know, um, pay people what they are worth. Mm. Yeah. Don't steal from people. Pay them what they are worth. Mm. Um, and don't, don't be that person when someone tells you that I'm leaving, then all of a sudden let's negotiate your salary. Mm. I want to give you an increase. And that, that's just being a terrible human mm. being. Pay the person because they are worth it, not because you are trying to keep them in the business. Sure, Doc, that is a that is a big one. I think that is a big one, especially considering what we've seen, some of the patterns that we saw uh, during COVID, where uh, businesses were faced with a uh, a legitimate need to cut costs. And the first place uh, that business always go to, and it's so weird for me, uh, the first place that you know, some of us as decision makers in business, we always go to, um, it almost feels like, uh, you know, cutting off and laying off workers um, is a low-hanging fruit and it really shouldn't. The reason, I think it's such a lazy way of of, of, of solutioneering, you know, um, yeah. because yeah. we don't look at operations, for example. I think that there's a lot of money, you know, that gets mm-hmm. messed up on that production floor, you know, that Definitely. we don't want Definitely. to look at because it, it speaks to our flaws um, as as as, as uh, as operators and operations yes. people. Yes. Doc, yes. there's an interesting article uh, that I read on, on LinkedIn uh, speaking to the differences, um, you know, in the three generations that we find predominantly right now in the workplace, and that is the Gen X, which is the 1965 to 1980, believe it or not, they are still in the workplace. Um, and uh, the, those are the board members. <laughs> the ones that you you know some of us don't even get to see but you need to impress anyway and then you've got your millennials which is the 1981 to 1996 you've got the gen z's the one that everybody's talking about right currently in the workplace so that's a very complex mix for me because you have uh the 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 gen x's you know who are skeptical skeptical and who are independent. So they understand the concept of independence, but they understand it from a very uh, uh, traditional, conventional point of view, right? Um, and so there's always limitations there. And then you have, you know, uh, the, the 80s to the 1996 were innovative, were social, 
We understand networking. In fact, if you want to hire a business um, accelerator for yourself, find a millennial, the 80s. That person will take your business from zero to hero. (laughs) And then you have uh, the Gen Zs. Like, wow, that's all I'm going to say. Like, if every one of us has a Gen Z in their team. Doc, when we plan for our resources and human capital, I mean, how do we, you know, first of all, are demographics important to consider? You know, the age gap, uh, skills gap, are those sort of um, details important? Extremely important, Aya, because remember, they make up the culture of the organization. Mm. Uh, So so they're very important how these demographics are in your business. How do you put them together? What are the considerations when you're looking at the demographics? And how do they really link up to, to, to with each other? Mm. And when you are doing that, it then is very important in terms of the roles and responsibilities to looking into that. Mm. So when you take, and, and then sometimes you've got great uh uh, you know, um, Gen Zs and that that come in and they are wonderful and have got all the sort of ideas and everything and that. But it, it has to, you, you go back when you take a, a person like that and you put them in a management role, mm. in a leadership role. Mm. Is it right to do that? Has this person learned enough to understand how to deal with conflict, how to bring people together, how to be compassionate when people are going through certain things in life, how to support others in that? And unfortunately, those are the things that comes with age. So it becomes very important when you are looking at your demographics to be able to use that understanding of demographics in building your corporate structure especially, in roles and responsibilities and that. Because of where we are at the stage, at our, at the stage in life, um, you know, there are other things that, that the other group might take more serious than the other and, and such things. For example, if, if you hire um, someone that you, you really want to come stay in the business from bed, they say usually you, you hire a person that is a little bit older because an, an, a much older person, it's no longer jumping around and trying to find mm-hmm. what excites them. Mm-hmm. They already know what excites them. Mm-hmm. They know where they are heading, what they want and that. But you can't expect the same from a younger person who mm-hmm. is still getting to know themselves personally, getting to find out what they like better what they want, which area do they want to live within? You know, do they want to be here or do they want to go abroad? Mm. And all those things play a, a critical role in the business when you are putting people together. So, so those demographics um, have got a very serious impact on your strategy and vision as a business. Mm. And if you are planning without taking those into consideration, you're going to find yourself having to go back to the to the growing board all the time mm. because your plan will forever be disrupted. Mm, mm, mm. And of course, I just want to, you know, add this point that of course in our country, we also have then, uh, you know, a legal requirement to ensure a level of equality in terms of the the racial demographic, in terms of uh, the gender demographic, in terms of the disability demographic. And so that's also obviously some of the things, I mean, we're not saying it because it's a pretty obvious one, right? Uh, some of the things that we would need to take into consideration. 
here's another one, Doc. You you mentioned it. You 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 kickstarted with this one, which is the level of skill. Um, and I love what you said when you spoke about the fact that to in these days, you know, to hire skill is 1969. These days, we hire attitude because skill can be acquired, right? We hire mm. an attitude that is teachable, an attitude that is ready mm. to learn, etc. Now let's talk about this 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 whole. I mean, it will always be a discussion. Experience versus cost. You've already mentioned there's a principle there, pay people what they are worth. Um, you know, and, and, and here's a, a small dilemma, especially for small businesses, right? As a small business, you need a lot of skill. <laughs> and sometimes the reason why you go into that line of business is because you think that you can provide, you know, um, at least... 70% of the skill that is required you know mm. otherwise it wouldn't make sense why you want to go into that business in the first place but where you really do need skill um, uh, sometimes it is skill that you cannot afford what are some of the innovative ways doc that we can sort of um, bring in experience you know at the yeah. m- most minimal yeah. and I mean look I'm, yeah, maybe I'm being a little bit um, uh, what's the right I'm being a miser right but but it's it's justified mising in this case because you're a small business. You, you, mm. We can't afford to hire legal firms. We can't afford mm. to hire mm. consultants. I mm. mean, there's a lot of things we can't afford to hire. But then mm. we still need the skill. So how do we manage that? A couple of ways one can do that. So, so the first one that is very much easy and popular is the one of internships and such things wow. where you open your doors where people come in and practice the skill or put into practice the skill that they have just been qualified for. Mm. So I'm looking for a lawyer, I'm looking for that to open the doors and say, uh, you know, we will take a, a, a graduate in that space. Mm. So it, it does help with giving experience for our graduates that are out there. But also it assists you as a business because usually um, their stipends and such would be paid by the CTAS, um to this uh, 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 um, uh, interns. Mm. So that gives you a skill that is ready to utilize, though it is a skill that is still at a very beginner level. Mm. Right. But now the second one uh, becomes the issue of uh, of leveraging partnerships and such things and bartering and that. Where you see them, you say, look, because you are a, a, a lawyer and that, that is running his own business and perhaps that is battling with marketing and everything. Mm. I'm a marketing firm and that, but I need law uh, expertise in that. I mean, you know, can we barter? Can I give you this savings? in exchange for that certain favor that you're given. So that's another thing to look at. Mm. To say, in your network, do you have all the skills that you... And this what is very important, that when you build a network of people, remember your network is your network. It determines your network. Right. So look at that network and say, do I have all the skills that I need to make my network higher? Do I have those skills? Mm. And build a network of those skills. So when you have that, you are able then to, to effectively butter and do what I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, the, 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 the other one, perhaps also, it, it, it's there where you, you, you are very cautious and innovative in planning for the skills. So instead of hiring people full-time in the business and that, you know, 
have people coming and freelancing at the time where you necessarily need that skill. Mm, mm. So be able to, to do that and say, at that particular time, I need that skill and have people to come in only and assist at that space. And, and when they do that, then you are not sitting with a skill set that is expensive for 24, uh, for the whole 30 days of, of the month that you are not utilizing that skill, but have that skill come in when you need that skill. So when you are doing your planning for such skills, you may plan and say, you know what, I need a bookkeeper to come only once a month. Mm. And throughout the month, I will do everything and put things aside and, and, and all that so that this person can come only on that day where they are coming in to put together what I have at an administrative level been able to do. Mm. So plan your things in that way where the, the, the expensive skills come in only at a certain time where you can then pay someone an hourly rate, but you have already in your systems uh, collected the data that is needed to make that one hour effective. Mm. So those are the ways that small businesses can really be able to use those skills affordably and be able to get all the skills that are necessary for the growth of their business without really a break bank. Mm. Now, Doc, uh, finally, uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, I think innovation is everything uh, these days. It's it's becoming a whole economy. <laughs> it's becoming yeah. a whole economy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, by the way, in case a family would like to follow this article, um, it is uh, Jeannie Jones. Uh, she's uh, a, a solid, uh, very seasoned entrepreneur with over 30 years experience in um, the startup solutions, project management, etc. And so this article speaks specifically to the future of business, right? Um, and the, the yeah. culture of uh, specifically the workforce in business. And one of the ways in which she suggests we deal with uh, gender Z's. And I think Gen Z's, so, so the dynamic in small businesses is that the small business owner is likely to be a Gen X. Yeah, understand it, Doc? Mm, mm, and mm, this, this Gen X is likely to have 10% millennials and 90% Gen Z's working for their business. Mm. And so the Gen X in, in resource planning also has to capacitate themselves in understanding how to work with Gen, Z, with Gen Zs. Let me give you an example. Yes. My niece is yes. a Gen Z, right? <laughs> hey, Doc, yeah, I'm telling you. So we're having a conversation around uh, studies versus work. And this conversation, 90, I'm not joking, 90% of this conversation is me coming up with solutions and her asking how and what and where and when yeah you talk mm. so, mm. so 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 mm. it, 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 and you could tell that every single solution that i suggested was just not what it was not appealing you know like it was yes. not appealing it and, didn't make sense no it didn't make sense no it yes. didn't make sense and i mean so i i decided so i'm asking my mom mama how should we deal with this matter you know and then at the end of, of the matter i then decided okay let me step back and watch how she's going to do it Doctor, you know how mm. she did it? It was all sitting on her phone, and at the end of the matter, she had an interview, which she is now attending. Yeah, mm. yeah. So mm. all of my hard work, my research, <laughs> it almost like yes. it meant absolutely yes. nothing. You know, all she did was take a minute, sit on her phone, she went to the interview. And I'm thinking, mm. it makes me feel so... 
unhelpful you understand that yeah so how yeah, should yeah. gen x's manage so okay so some of the solutions is that you know the offering of flexible working environment um ongoing learning and development not just for the gen z's but for everybody and fostering mm. a culture of inclusion and diversity embracing technology transparency and communication and obviously you know uh, uh, fostering a uh, uh, um um uh, an environment of an open door policy where everything is spoken openly. I mean, Gen Zs even discuss their salaries. Like, guys, like mm. these kids, you know. Mm. But anyway, so, Doc, how then, you know, how would you advise this Gen Xer to manage their workforce? Look, uh, there is a, a number of things uh, uh, that uh, that I uh, makes us different, but critical uh, and important to each other. Mm-hmm. So, so what I've noticed in what you are saying now, I've noticed that as well with the Gen Z that uh, um, they, they are not willing to to find solutions. Right. So, mm-hmm. so, so I've seen with my kids as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, the minute you ask something and that the minute something needs to have done, and they say, yeah, but just Google it. Hey. Right, and, and now the problem is that what is that? What what is entrepreneurial? And what we don't realize is that uh, um, what our innovations mm. have created is that it has taken away entrepreneurship from them. Mm. So entrepreneurship, mm. being entrepreneurial, is, is 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 being able to go look for solutions for mm. problems. They don't want to look for solutions. They want to jump to a solution that is already found. Mm. Right. So just Google it. And, and now the, the danger of that is that when you put them in, in jobs that requires innovation, and, 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 and it, may, it may seem very easy to think that, that, oh, no, they are very computer literate and everything, meaning that they are very innovative than us. Mm. The problem is that when you put them in those jobs that require innovation, they, don't, they are not innovative. They want solutions that are readily prepared. Mm. So you are going to set that person up for failure, and it doesn't to shut down, because that person is not going to bring innovative solutions. That person is going to go and Google solutions that already exist. So there are certain jobs that they would be great in. I think also they'd be great in a space where, um, you know, you've got systems already in your business and you want them to come in and follow systems that are already there, Mm. not people to come and develop systems for you. And and, and it doesn't mean that their whole life they are going to be like that, Mm. but it means at this stage of their life, that's what, that's who they are. They will learn as they go other things just like us. And later on, the generation after them will be the generation that doesn't want to learn, that mm. wants readily prepared things, and uh, they want instant coffee and such things. And, and that's what it is. So, so, so take it with, with you as well. Mm. You know, at, at an earlier stage, and, and I look at myself, at an earlier stage and that growing up and that when, when I wanted coffee, when I, I wanted instant because I didn't want to have to wait and boil coffee. And at that stage, remember, coffee, you had to sieve and everything. Hey, and I didn't want seconds. that. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. I wanted something that was quick, that was instant and everything. But today, today I enjoy 
preparing the coffee machine, putting in the ground the, the coffee and everything, and that that now makes more sense to me than instant. And it it has come what it has come with age, where the, the rush to get through things mm. had died. And what was more is that I started appreciating the quality of the things that I'm doing. Mm. So it's no longer about how quickly I can do them. It's about the quality that I'm producing. So every time you bring younger people in the workplace, understand that there is going to be a difference in culture in those terms. They want things that are quicker to do and get through. Well, at the later stage, you want the quality in the things that you do. Mm. So we need to prepare ourselves and prepare them for that. And also in your engineering of processes, uh, be able to factor that in so that when these people come in, the conflict becomes very minimal because you, you, you have accommodated those personalities that are not the same in the mm. workplace. Mm, that's really wholesome, Doc. That's absolutely wholesome, and I'll tell you, uh, it's 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 a. I think it's a continuous learning um, process that we all need to embark on. Uh, gone are the days where age determined wisdom, right? Um, it almost feels like now that uh, your age. Gee, was with these, uh, especially with Gen Zs, it, it means absolutely nothing. I think for me, uh, the thing that. Um, that scares me the most, especially about the Gen Z workforce, is exactly what you, you, you're referring to, wanting things to happen quickly. It, it's very confusing to watch a Gen Z work. It, 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 doc, it's, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. It's just confusing. Yeah. When you put process maps, you know, and uh, yes. analytics, yes. you're confusing them. You know, no, no, they skip yes. all of that right yes. to the end. And yes. yeah, I suppose. Exactly. It, they want an answer at the end. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 and, and, and that's the, the beauty of life. The beauty of life is in finding answers, not skipping everything to the end to get the answer to the end. Mm. And, 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 and you see this in school, in their education and everything. That's what excites them. That's what they want. So, so, so you know, I, I come back there again and say, so what you find in them, so what age brings to you, age brings the wisdom, mm. right? But they may be, they may be intelligent, they may be smarter, but the wisdom will come later on in life. And that's what I've realized that at a younger age, I may have been intelligent, but as I grow, I'm able now to apply my intelligence, and that is wisdom. Because now you are able to apply your intelligence, and you are able to understand that with my intelligence, I need to apply humility here, I need to apply this here. So with all the things that I know, and this answer that I know, how do I, how do I speak with someone and give him the correct answer without making them feel stupid? Mm. And that is what, that is wisdom. It comes later in life. When, when you are younger, you just want to tell the person that you are wrong. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> I know the answer. You don't know it. But as you get older, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore who's right or wrong. What matters is that were we able to solve the problem? Sure, sure, dog. I suppose uh, problem solving. I, I remember when we entered the workplace, problem solving was a big thing. And we're back right there. It's almost like we've come full circle where we're back at the point where, uh, you know, we, we, we in as much as 
you know, we, we want to create an atmosphere of creativity and innovation. But the most important thing here um, is that we want problems to be solved. And the quicker we can solve problems, the quicker we can make money, which is exactly why businesses exist in the first place. Uh, Doc, we truly appreciate all your insights, really. Uh, you know, I, I, if small businesses are not getting better, I don't know what else we can offer. This is really, really stellar stuff, and we appreciate it, Doc. Uh, where do we find you between today and next week? Um, I have the website is www.lucasmoloi.com. On Twitter, it is at Lucas Molloy and LinkedIn. But on uh, Facebook, it is The Champ. That's fantastic, Dr. Lucas Molloy. Uh, Doc, and while I have you on the line, here's a comment coming through from uh, Shalom J. Uh, blessings, Ayanda and Sir. They haven't learned to do critical thinking. <laughs> critical thinking, individualism, use the imagination and be creative because everything is being done for them and they are spoon-fed from preschool to university. Shalom Jay has just kick-started a whole new topic on its own. Doc, we need to find time for that one. In the meantime, we appreciate you, Doc, and we'll check in with you next week, yeah? Thank you very much. I appreciate the time. Dr. Lucas Molloy, my family, 41 minutes after one, that is your time. That conversation must be had. Uh, And I know it's going to step on some toes. So before we do that today, when we have not even prepared to step on toes, let's cross over to the traffic. My family, if you're joining us on the road, good afternoon. And thank you so much for being such a responsible road user. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. True, authentic. Christian Radio. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The word for today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Passionate about God, passionate about people. Radio Pulpit 657am, your daily companion. Download our mobile app or visit radiopulpit.co.za to listen to your favorite station 24 hours a day. You and 657am and life, a winning team on the road to eternity.